Welcome to Odd Imagination's New Year's Eve Countdown with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane. A special episode of Much More Muchier with Pup and Kira. We're kind of wrapping up what has been an eventful year. We will dive into that maybe a little bit later. But we want to talk about all the cool people that we have talked to and the cool things that we have seen and experienced just in these, what, five months that we have been, you know, an entertainment conglomerate. <laughs> but it's, it's incredible. Like you sit there and you like, we just started in June and I was adding up all of the interviews and other things that we've done. And it's like 60 plus interviews, like total. Like, yeah, we have some that are coupled together, you know, like we did Rob and Vernon together. and But it's still... Mm-hmm individual people and we're still asking them questions too so I was like wow that's a lot of interviews that we've done right and I think I mean obviously it's because there's two of us but a lot of times we've gone in tandem and not to throw shade on either of these shows but with my previous show I did just 100 interviews in one year which, you know, feels sad for me, I guess. But I thought that was incredible. But that was a year. And we were killing it. I mean, we've had interviews almost every night. We've had to tag off. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Can you do this one? Yeah. Yeah, like and- three or four set up for one day. Exactly. And, like, you'll get two and I'll get two or whatever. It's like, who's got this one? I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're you not. Know, but we pull it off. We're great. Oh, my we're God. Great with it. And I feel like the times like that we haven't been together and we've done it solo, those were perfect for the person that was interviewing them. For instance, and I know you're going to get into it, but like the battle for Saipan, things like that, things that we were overjoyed to do. You know, I don't know if you necessarily wanted to sit down with Noah and talk about, you know, spooky funeral home (laughs) experiences, but we just have managed to get First of all, our guests, we have had the most perfect, there has not been one single person that I was like, oh, this person's a jerk. Every single person has been incredible. And we, I personally, I know some of the films from last year, I'm blown away by. Do I like some more than other? Sure, of course, that's, that's personal choice, that's free will. Did I hate any of the other ones? Absolutely not. I think every single one at the risk of sounding like a participation uh, you know, trophy coach, Every single film, you could see the heart, you could see the soul, you could see the work, whether it was a $10,000 budget, whether it was a $3 million budget. I think it's incredible. Yeah, like the the talent that all of these directors, these writers, these actors, actresses, uh, cinematographers, like everything that these people put into every work that we've watched, um, it's just been incredible. Um, I, I, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were asking me like what movie I watched last. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, mainstream movie. And I'm sitting here like, I don't think I've really watched any all year, you know, right. since we started this specifically, because, you know, before I would got into this, I, I didn't realize that the indie filmmaking scene was so robust and vibrant and yeah. full of just these marvelous ideas, original ideas. And it made me excited to watch movies again. Mm-hmm. And so I found now that I don't, 
I don't go to the theater anymore and watch, you know, these mainstream movies. It's, I'm, I'm sticking with my indie community because just like the Reading community, they're, they're incredible and I love them so much. Absolutely. Well, I don't go to the theaters either, but I have crippling depression. So that could be, <laughs> we are not joking. Depression I really... gets us all. <laughs> We're not joking. We're not making fun of the mentally ill community because we are the mentally ill community. But if you can't yes. laugh, you can't laugh at your, you know, your problems. Uh, I don't know what to say, but you're right about, and I think if you look, and again, we're not, we're not spilling tea, we're not throwing shade, we're not doing any of that. If you look at mainstream films and you look at the indie, indie is feast to famine, right? It's like 20 indie films to every one. And every aspect, every genre that you could freaking imagine, if it's strange, if it's, um, what do you call it? Uh, it's not... Oh, geez, words, dictionary, come off color. There we go. Jesus. Yeah. If a little off color, if it's a little strange, if, you know, uh, someone's getting decapitated 12 times, you know, it's like you're going to find it more in the indie community. And you're going to find more, how do I say it? Uh, more real, I guess, real people, real filmmakers, because they're not sitting in a, you know, on the most part, they're not sitting in a lavish office with people shooting money guns at them. You know, they are out there, they're holding the lights, right? They're running, they're running to this, to the sandwich shop to get food for everybody. You know, these filmmakers, literally they're putting everything into it, including money out of their own pocket, you know? So, yeah. And, and that's like, I think the, the, for the indie community, there's way more passion mm-hmm. and the passion is what drives them rather than the money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where kind of like Hollywood has gotten lost is they're scared of taking those risks. They're scared of, you know, not play, putting money on a safe bet kind of thing. They're scared of that because then that means, you know, loss of money for, you know, their the people that they have to answer to mm-hmm. and and it's um it, it's really sad because I feel like it's stifled creativity mm-hmm. um and which is where you get all of these reboots that are going on right now like you have reboot after reboot after reboot and they're thinking they're like there's talk about rebooting like Princess Bride like no okay Don't stop you dare. Don't you touch that but Absolutely. they're doing that and it's it's like okay so you have obviously run out of ideas if you are pulling stuff from the 80s and you're remaking it um get some new stuff out there like brandon is amazing brandon's Lagell, he is mm-hmm. incredible he's he's got a great sense of storytelling of visual you know beauty in his shots um he's got this great you know just gusto I guess you would say mm-hmm. with regards to this whole industry and it's like okay well why don't these big people pull people like Brandon in mm-hmm. who you know I and I like James Gunn and I like all of these other people Michael Bay I like all of these other people but it's like why don't we just pull some people from the in the indie industry mm-hmm. and give them a chance instead of going to our okay well 
James Gunn did this really well, so we're going to just keep going with James Gunn. It's like, well, you know, give it some, give, give us some options, man. Right. And I think part of the problem is the audience itself. Something I saw on the Bird app the other day that absolutely infuriated me. I mean, I was hot. You know the movie The Whale with Brendan Fraser? I Yes, I want to see that so bad. It's his comeback movie. Well, to, to me, when you're talking about my future husband, Brendan Fraser, uh, mm-hmm. he didn't, he's been in my heart. But you're right. This film is incredible. It, and he's perfect for the role, number one. He does, he excels in this role. And what I saw on the stupid social media was someone was complaining, saying it was fat, uh, fat phobic or something like that because he was making fun of a fat man. I said, bitch, no, you missed the entire point of the film. You, and I'm like, first of all, Brendan Fraser, unfortunately, even though I still love him, does not have his George of the Jungle bod anymore. He is overweight. So don't tell me that he was fat shaming anybody or that his actions were fat phobic because he has been there. I have been there, but he has been there. He has panted to get up, you know? Every person that has had even just a few extra pounds knows your knees hurt, right? It's a little harder to get up and down, you know? So a sciatica, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. but the problem is the audience. I don't know if they've been spoiled or if it's just in films where they think that they can pop off and say things. And to me, it really like, it devalues or negates the work that I know went into a film like that. And I know the thought that went into a film like that. And never mind the fact that the film is actually based on the true story of the person who wrote the film. So every action that Brendan did in the film was from the person he's representing. Right, right. Well, it's, it's, it, it goes back to, um, it, and, and the whale actually made me think of what's eating Gilbert Grape. Yes. With his with his mom. And, you know, and then you had Leonardo DiCaprio portraying autism on a spectrum, you know, like before we even had a name for it, before we had all of this for it. And it very well portrayed that. And I'm sitting here thinking about it and I'm like, nobody had problems with what's even Gilbert Grape. Mm-hmm. Nobody had issues with this. And it's not, it's it's real life. So like they're trying to portray a real life story, even mm-hmm. if it isn't based on a real story. There are real people out there that suffer with these ailments, that suffer with issues that are, you know, from these ailments. Some people, you know, have to deal with this because of a genetic disorder. Some right. people have to deal with this because of a thyroid disorder. You know, like there's so many reasons out there, but these are real lives for real people. Mm-hmm. and. I think that what Brendan did, which I I just have to say, you look at where he was, you know, like Encino Man and all of that to George of the Jungle to Mummy being like big action star. So he went from comedy to big action. And now he's he's in the throes of drama. Mm -hmm. And you get to see this incredible being and his immense talent and his brilliantness shine in this movie and 
it makes me sit there and I understand why he left Hollywood. He had a very good reason. He mm -hmm. had a lot of things that he had to work through and it wasn't conducive or healthy for him to, to be in the situation and in the scene. And I get it. And I'm so for that. But I also kind of mourn a little bit of what we could have had with him mm -hmm. throughout. And, you know, it, it was just, it's just a beautiful thing to see him getting a standing ovation. Like I cried, like I cried, I cried I, everything though. So, but I mean, yeah. it was the most beautiful moment. Kira, I not only cried, but I went like this. I know. I was I like, know. Oh I know. God. It makes your mom heart just be like, yes. I was like, don't so Yes. <laughs> It's so weird. Yeah, he, we don't know him, but we have like that mom heart for him where we're just like, I'm, yeah, I'm so protective of someone I've never met. I tell you what, yeah. like, yeah, I would. Ask. <laughs> but I want to point out that you missed two of my favorite Brendan Fraser films, Dudley Do Right, <laughs> mm. yep. which the way can we talk about a young Alfred Molina as Snidely Whiplash? Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're going to come back to him, but and also uh, bedazzled with Elizabeth Hurley. Bedazzled was amazing. I yeah, and love. That's probably that's one of my favorites. I was gonna, I was gonna say, let me think about this. That's probably my favorite Brendan Fraser movie. Be, I haven't seen The Whale yet, but in comedy, that's my favorite because he's so freaking good. He's like, no hablo español. <gasps> See, sí, yo hablo español. <laughs> oh well, no, I used to have that movie on DVD back before blu-ray and back before streaming i'm thinking i might have vhs i don't know but no he's incredible and we speaking of alfred molina let's cut right to that speaking of alfred molina uh -huh. we have some incredible interviews that are coming out next week you're going to have anna tierney uh julian bailey and sarah booth from the amazon top show in canada and in the top i think like top five in america amazon prime it's called three pines uh it finished up season one on december 23rd so you can stream every episode right after another it's incredible it's gorgeous and it has the wonderful alfred molina uh, playing inspector gamash and it you want to talk about a show that is entertaining and also about representation and raising uh questions about equality this is the show to watch so stay tuned to automagination.org for those uh, interviews coming up next week you can catch up on all of our interviews that we have done over the past what five six months and you can stream them you can listen to them off spotify iheart google everywhere i don't think apple for some reason apple apple's being a turd for me like i keep trying and it keeps not letting me so um which which is fine I feel like this is punishment for me being like anti-apple products ever since like was was cut out uh we <laughs> so, love so but I'm I do just sitting here like maybe it's just coming back to bite me in the butt right now because it's not working uh, well I would like apple to know that I have an iphone and my entire family has an iphone okay and <laughs> And I had an iMac and it was my favorite computer ever. So Apple, I'm your girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love like the, um, the Mac 
uh, editing software, like for photos, videos and stuff like that, that is just beyond, you know, amazing. Like um, it just, and it's built into the software. It's like, you don't even have to pay extra for like Photoshop. Or, it's just right there. And I'm sitting oh. like, man. Listen, my iMac was the all-in-one and I swear to you, it is in a box somewhere here because I don't, I didn't want to get rid of it. I didn't want to give it up. In fact, I think I know where it is, but it is so easy. And again, Apple is not a sponsor, but we are trying to get our shows on Apple podcasts or Apple. <laughs> so user. somebody who works for I, Apple is listening to us right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hashtag Apple when we upload this. Um, but anyway, so you can catch our shows pretty much everywhere that podcasts are streamed. You can uh, go directly to the website and click it and it should take you straight to, it took me to no, no, no. It's, it's actually on our website and you click it and it'll take you to where you can listen. And I think that there's literally going to be something for everybody. We were very lucky. We were very fortunate to talk to, like we said, a bunch of cool people going all the way back to Kira's first ever interview with Matt and Sarah Hammett about their son, um, Bowen. Yes. Bowen's heart. Bowen. Bowen's heart. heart. And you were so good. They were gobsmacked that this was your first ever like interview. They were incredible. Well, and that's like one of my top 10 moments, actually. I have it written down on my little list here <laughs> on my phone. And that's like, that was, um, that was one of my moments, one of my 10 moments uh, of, of, of this year. So you had Bowen's heart, uh, you know, Pup was there as like training wheels and moral support <laughs> because I was freaking out but um Matt and Sarah Hammett came on uh, and and were so kind and so understanding and so fun uh to share their documentary of Bowen's heart about their son who was born with a uh, hyperplastic left heart syndrome I don't think I think I can't say that word right I'm a yeah. writer not a speaker um it, you know it being the first interview that I'd ever done because you roped me into this wild, beautiful mess that this all thing has been, and it's just been a whirlwind. But going out and doing that interview, and then after we were done, the um, encouragement, just the, the utter shock that was genuine in their face, that like, this is your first interview? You know, like that really let me know that. I was doing something that fit, that I was okay. I was good with this. I was good. I could keep doing this because if it was going to be a total bomb, I would have been like, I love you. You do the interviews and I'll do all the designs. It'll be great. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? You were so, so good. First of all, I want everybody listening to know that everything you see on the website is Kira Power. It's all her. She keeps me on track. I sort of stumble into things like, first of all, we have some reps that are amazing and they send us the coolest people. We're going to say that straight out, but we also are not afraid to slide into your DMs and ask you if you want to come on. Um, and something about me that people might not know, I am obsessed with performance art. I am obsessed with, uh, transformation. So things like, um, getting to talk to Venus Envy Drag, uh, getting to talk to Call Her Six about a drag culture, about um, 
you know, the queer community and how we can help and how we can do better. Things like that are so, so gratifying. And it makes me, it makes me ecstatic to know that we have these, like I said, these reps to send us to cool people and also people that we find on our own, you know? Going back to that whole DMing business, can I just tell you, one of my highlights of this year, um, and people don't know this because they they weren't, they're not behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but because I'm new to this whole thing, I went on a DMing spree mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going to DM this person, this person, this person on Instagram, which apparently I didn't realize was not the correct or I guess polite way to do things. And I felt so bad because, you know, like you were saying, we have great agents and, and things like that, that we work with. And I'm sitting here like, blah, 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 blah. you know, it was just, I, I had a chaotic ADHD girl <laughs> moment where I was like, this is going to be great because I was super excited. And whenever I get excited, sometimes I don't actually think before I do, I just do. And then I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. so that was a really fun moment. DMing like all of the people for battle for Saipan <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> and spoiler alert, <laughs> um, she got all of them. So sometimes bumbling absolutely works if you can't get to it through you know normal channels bumble your way through baby come on but we've talked to some freaking phenomenal people we talked well Ashley you um and Randy Nundell Jr. got on like you know you got on like you had known each other your whole life he and uh Robert Living's they did the film infrared and then you got to talk to randy and a whole bunch of other people uh for the christmas tape so that was really cool to kind of revisit to go back and talk to your your friend from you know a couple months ago yeah well and randy in all fairness he was like my third interview i think like after i had i had a uh, matt and sarah and then i had yulia uh class and she was incredible and so sweet she was just the most amazing, fun person. Gorgeous, um, stunning, stunning woman. Not that we base everything on looks, but my God, in addition to her beautiful heart. I know. She's so I beautiful. Know. I felt like the frumpy friend. She know? took my, she absolutely took yeah. my breath. Not even joking. Yes. She's she's gorgeous. And and the and the cool thing is it's like she's just the kindest, most mm-hmm. considerate and sweet person too. She's, and she's her, like the whole package. It's exactly. And her film is, uh, it's about the, you know, the human trafficking and, and the dangers of it and the things that, not to spoil it for anybody, but the things that, you know, you have to do sometimes to, to, you know, overcome them, overcome those things. Yeah. Well, it did. It told a whole different side of the story. It told the story from the point of view of somebody who had been trafficked mm-hmm. had gotten pulled out of being trafficked, uh, unable to go to her home country, unable to be able to live in our country because no Mm -hmm. documentation. And it just, it goes through all of these things that you don't even think about, you know, as far as that's concerned, you know, it's, it's all good and everything to, to promote awareness for human trafficking, but the job is so much bigger after you pull the person out 
you can't just, you know, okay, well, we, we saved them from that and that's it. Right. We just let them go. Um, so her film on that was, uh, it was called uh, Captured, I believe. Um, I think you're right. Um, but I had her and then um, I think I had Randy after that. He was either my third or fourth one. But the funniest thing was, was mm -hmm. like the whole interview on the Zoom, I had your name. Yeah. Because I forgot to log out of your account for Zoom. Because whenever I hit the Zoom link, it, it used her account. So her name was like there. And Randy was sitting there like, you know, apparently, you know, she had a, you had talked to Rob like the day before. Um, yeah. And so he was like, you know, Rob had told him, uh, had told him, you know, like, Pup's amazing. You're going to love Pup, blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> I'm sitting here like, I'm, I'm like towards the end of the interview. I was like, oh, hey, I'm not Pup. And he's like, you're not Pup. And I was like, no, I'm Kara. <laughs> you know? are but that was a hot mess interview. And we had so much fun. I made a fool of myself. And somehow managed to get them to keep coming back. I feel like sometimes uh, doing interviews, we forget that we're like, not only talking to someone that we've just met at this very moment, but we forget that it's for something, if that makes any sense. Like so many times I, we have gone I know personally, I have gone off topic and me and the guests have just been sitting there shooting it, you know, like, oh my God, yes, da, 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 da. and I love popcorn jelly beans, you know, it's like the most random, thing. and as I'm editing, I'm going, no, this is, this is fire, <laughs> amazing, and very rarely has anyone, I think maybe two times, I've had someone message me later and say, oh, I wasn't supposed to talk about that yet. Can you take that out? And absolutely, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to, you know, uh, reveal anything that you were just so excited that you talked about it. But your rep is like, hey, you didn't talk about such and such, did you? And you're like, oh, crap. Yes, I did. So <laughs> if get an interview done where you find out about the person, you find out about whatever project they've got going on. And then you find out more about them. You find out stuff maybe that in regular, normal, let's say at normal interviews, you wouldn't have heard. You wouldn't know that right. they are addicted to gator jerky. You know, you might not find right. that out on NPR. You know? <laughs> yeah, we've got like the down and dirty. And the cool thing, and this brings it back to another moment, highlight moment that I had with Falk, Falk Henschel, because he did comment on our style of interviewing and I've had a few other people uh comments that we've interviewed as well say the same thing where they're like this was fun because it's a Randy even said it I think he's like you know they were like this is fun because it's like you're having a conversation it's yeah. you know two friends sitting over coffee or something and just talking um and you know and in that we connect on an emotional level with these people. Um, I know I do, I can't speak for them on their end, but I, I feel like I connect with them. Um, and I feel like being genuine and real um, is what people want more so than anything. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we've gotten some really great gems, uh, like stories, like things that yeah. had never been told to anyone before because we foster a relationship with these people mm-hmm. and they're great people. And I love them. Like, I'm like, we're best friends now. You and Absolutely. me, we're best friends. Yeah, absolutely you you literally pulled that right out of my head but it's true and it's all genuine too I'm not I'm not I've said it before I'll say it again I am not blowing smoke up anybody's ass mm-hmm. if I if and it has not happened thankfully with any other people we've talked to I've had a couple that were not like not crabby or not not negative anyway but maybe weren't the most um talkative people and I was kind of like do you do interviews often you know and you kind of had to, so you just kind of have to find something else. For instance, you know, X person, it's like, so, oh, you have kids. Are they dressing up for Halloween? You know, it, something, right? And right. we, all we want to do, like I said, we want to get to know the person. We want to know all about them. Uh, you know, if, you know, if you have an, an, an embarrassing moment and you want to talk about it, talk about it. You know, we yeah. love to hear we also want to know what are you doing? What is this? This is really cool. This was terrifying. You know, this music is the coolest music I've heard in a long time. You know, right. we genuinely like you. We do. Mm-hmm. If you're an yeah. a-hole, if you're an a-hole, we just won't have you on again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that ship has failed. <laughs> <laughs> and if if you come on talking politics, we're going to, you know, we're going to edit that part out because we don't do that. We are not going to promote or be involved with something that's divisive. And that's not to say don't get involved in your local politics. Absolutely. You know, yes. uh, we, we've had interviews that were actually specifically, you know, on politics related, voting related, you know, with mm-hmm. um, Dean Buka, her, her documentary, This Land uh, had to do with the 2020 election. So, yeah, we talk about it. And you and I will sit down uh, over, you know, on uh, heavy hitting and we might go off about subjects, but much more, much here is absolutely here for your entertainment. Let me entertain you. As Freddie Mercury said, we want to entertain you and we want to introduce you to a ton of cool stuff. We're going to say it. We don't make money at this. We'd like to. I think everybody would love to. Every freaking creative person would love to make money at at doing what they love. If you say no, you're a liar. I do it for the art. Well, I do it for my rent. So, you know, (laughs) it's just, it's money, you know? But we honestly, we didn't start this. We started this. Sam's not here, but we started this. Three friends, right? Mm -hmm. Three online, people that met online and became friends. We started this because we think it's cool. We think this stuff is cool yeah I I think I'm cool but we got along so well and we had so much in common that when the three of us would you know uh, get on the phone if somebody dropped it somebody else picked it up or something you said sparked something for me sparked something for Sam Mm -hmm. you know yeah you know and and when when Val was with us rest her not soul because she's still alive but rest her retirement I guess we could say (laughs) same thing and we had we had you know the autistic kids in common we had the imagination you write Sam writes you know Val's incredibly into um 
uh, being a beta reader and uh, being a blogger and being creative like that. And then there's me. And we love this. We love yeah. that we to talk to people, not to get maudlin, but we really, really do. I mean, the things that we, the things that we have seen, but the things that we have seen and the things that we have, you know, we've talked to people about, it's really, it's really cool. And I love, I just saw this. Um, I love when we talk to someone or talk to a group of people about their film and we find out it's like based on a true story later on. And we're like, oh my God, like a Savannah haunting. <laughs> With, yeah. uh, again, you know, amazing people, truly like I would love to meet her in person and like hang out. I think it would be super cool. But yeah, we don't do it for the money. Uh, like I said before, we would love to. Oh my God, we would love to, but we don't. If they said, you'll never make any money at this, I'd say, okay, okay. cool. It's a hobby, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's fun, you know? Yeah, it's fun. And, and you're, you're, you're lifting up other people. You're supporting other people. You are promoting awareness. You are sharing bits and pieces of these people's souls. Mm -hmm. um, and the biggest thing for me is like my um, ex-husband used to work for Michael Waltrip, the NASCAR mm -hmm. driver. And I never saw him as a famous NASCAR driver. Yeah. Like I met Kenny Wallace and he was such a person. He was a person and that's just mm -hmm. his job. And that's what these people are. They're just people. And this just happens to be their job. And I think people get so hung up and lost on the people being famous actors and actresses or famous directors or whatever, that the humanity becomes lost mm -hmm. in them. And like, and so it, it's fun to do this because it brings them back down to where they're relatable instead of it just being glitz and glam and that's all you see you you hear about like Holt talking about his struggles uh with you know getting them getting pregnant and and you you talk about and, and Jennifer Wanger and and Casper Van Dien talking about their struggles trying to get you know pregnant you you talk about them losing everything that they've ever had and owned and having mm -hmm. to move into an RV you know mm -hmm. because of struggles and that's the thing that people don't realize and they don't see whenever they're looking at the tabloids or, you know, TMZ or, you know, whatever to, to get their real people and they have real lives and real issues affect them too, just as much as it does you and me. Um, so that's been a, a blessing, I think, as far as this is concerned and, and what I like about it, you know. Um, when I was talking to uh, Casper Van Dien and uh, Jennifer Wenger, um, it was really, they were so open and vulnerable about a lot of the things that we talked about. Mm -hmm. um, and it's that stuff that you just don't get whenever you're doing these these movie interviews, you know, with people. I mean, yeah, we talked about Battle for Spike Pan. We talked about Matt Heidi. We talked about you know, all of these movies that he's got coming up and events that he's going to be doing, but it was also them talking about them. Yeah. And that's what I love about this. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And I want to say it again, in case anybody didn't hear, she said Casper Van Dien. We're talking Starship Troopers. We're talking uh, Tarzan. Casper Van Dien, baby. And you're right. there. Uh, their love story is in, is it's incredible and if I was romantic at all I would find it truly inspiring but you know I have a soul of the <laughs> <a> soul <laughs> Darkness. A, yeah it's a, it's a <laughs> vortex instead of a soul but it's you're right I mean are some actors or directors probably do they have you know god complexes absolutely do they think that they're the the ship yes absolutely are most of them normal people that have a job that love their job, but it's still a job. They still have to audition. The funniest thing I will, I'll be in an interview and I'll say to the person, so what was it like when, you know, the director said you, you know, called you and, you know, and like, I'm insinuating that the filmmaker just called them and said, Hey, I'd love for you to be in the film. And they're like, no, no, I had to audition. (laughs) You know, I'm like, really? And they're like, oh yeah, I am not that person. I have to audition for these things. And I'm always, you know, I'm always like amazed. I'm like, well, you're fantastic. I would call you. I would be like, I need you. Well, as Kira is um, distracted, we're going to talk really quick about one of my top 10 moments. I got to speak to a lot of the creatives involved with Three Pines, which was super exciting. Uh, One of my favorite films of last year was surrogate and I got to talk to the director David Willing and he was incredible and the film is spooky kooky ooky and if you like to be scared and if you like a film where you have no clue where it's going in the best way check out surrogate that is one of my top tens was talking with uh, David about that film oh that's great well we just missed that one yeah well you know what you might look at our shows and think oh wow it's really heavy on horror but the indie horror community is legit yeah it is I would say some of my favorite movies that I saw last year are horror films and they're indie films Mm -hmm. would I have seen them without the the advantages that having you know a, a media channel gives yeah maybe that's why it's so important for people like us to talk about it, to promote it on social media, even if it's just a, oh my God, I love hashtag surrogate must see, you know, at Amazon prime or whatever it is. Talk about what you love for crying out loud. If there's a great shawarma place, talk about it because people want to know. I don't know. That made me think of uh, Iron Man. Because oh, like when he falls back and he's sitting there and he's like, everybody's like, is he dead? And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm a shawarma. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll we'll never be able to think of that without Robert Downey Jr. popping into my head. Well, you know where Robert John. <laughs> I am just, I am just going to say he was the comeback kid of the century, wasn't he? Yes. Listen, I, I am so not smooth that I couldn't even get that that dirty innuendo out. Like he can pop somewhere. <laughs> I can't. 
I, I'm like sitting here taking taking um, notes, and you were like, "Get off!" And then you said, "Bitch!" And now you said this. I think we've grown the PG thirteen uh, oh rating on this. Oh my god! You just said bitch. You I said would never bitch first. I would never say bitch. Bitch is a bad word. Mom told me never to say bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about dogs, by the way. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I am pup. Hence, <laughs> hence the bitch. But you know what? We have seen some really cool documentaries this year too. Uh, we saw um, Our American Family, which dealt with uh, a recovering drug addict and not just her, but her family, which I think was really important to, to talk about because for everything that you think you might be going through on your own, 99% guarantee that it's affecting at least one other person. So when, you know, when your daughter, son, mother, father, husband, whatever is dealing with um, recovery, addiction recovery, whether it's alcohol, drugs, whatever, it's a family affair. It really is. It's a friend affair. It's whomever is in your circle is suffering slash recovering slash celebrating right alongside you. Right. And that's like, I did clean slate recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I need to get that interview out. I have it. I got to get it out. But well, I did clean slate first recently. <laughs> huh? I said it's scheduled for the first week of January. Stay tuned. It is. It is. Because the holidays happened and craziness happened and everybody broke, breaked, broke. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, um, the clean slate went over that too. It, it followed two friends who met in a, uh, a rehab facility um, that fell, they both love movies and they both had the dream of making a, a movie based on their experiences. Um, so Clean Slate, you can actually watch the uh, short film uh, that it did win, a, like there were awards that were won with it, like it won mm -hmm. festival awards, but you can go and you can watch that movie for free. Um, but it, it's, it's very poignant because, and, you know, I, I remember whenever, after I watched it, I told you, you know, we, they ended up having a mix up and we had to reschedule, mm -hmm. but it was, it, it was probably for the best because like I told you it, this movie, that, that documentary hit really, really close to home. Mm -hmm. And it made me, um, you know, cause my, my father, uh, was an alcoholic, a recovering alcoholic and a recovering addict um and you know that was a tumultuous childhood and experience yeah. that I had and I understood it from my perspective and I got I felt it from my perspective but clean slate really opened my eyes to the pain and you know the heartache it was it was a really good one so yeah we've got a lot of great documentaries one of my favorite things that happened talking about scheduling conflicts um, was I was supposed to talk to Dave Sheridan on the Chris over the Christmas tapes uh, and his he's part of a so the Christmas tapes was directed uh, and written by um, Randy Nundell Jr. and Rob Livings and um, it is an anthology of horror Christmas flicks um, and each horror 
Christmas flick in this anthology is different. So it has something for everybody in it. Christmas Spirit, which is the last one of the of the anthology, has Dave Sheridan in it. And he is just hilarious. He is so funny with his comedic timing um, and the thought and the, and the depth that he brings to each of his characters. So I was scheduled to interview him. And then holidays, it was like right after Thanksgiving is when I was scheduled and like, you know, chaos ensued. And so I had to reschedule. And then he had an issue where he was having to pick up his child from high school um, on, on that Saturday for practice. And he had no signal at the high school like he thought he would. And so he had his daughter get on the Zoom and be like, hey, my dad needs your phone number so that way we can reschedule this. And I now have a text message from Dave Sheridan in my phone and his phone number. And it is sacred. And I am like, that is the best thing ever. You know what? I think, I think you've done me one better. Um, I was going to say, uh, wasn't Vernon Wells in the Christmas tapes as well? He was, and he was a dream. Oh. He's so, been like, in the most iconic films of, uh, of all time. He's uh, Commando, Weird Science, Inner Space, The Road Warrior. Mm -hmm. He's, he's yes. been and he plays oh I, yeah you know what I don't want to spoil it go watch it and find out what he plays <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's uh yeah watch the Christmas tapes guys you will not be disappointed um I do however need to say this Randy the only person that I have not interviewed is Greg Greg Sestero with your life yes. yeah I like uh, another podcast that you know, uh, Ben and Rob, uh, from another podcast, they, uh, they had Greg on, like, yesterday, I'm sitting here like, Randy, okay, you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna at some people on Twitter, I might slide, no, yeah. just, we are not those bad, we're gonna, at, we're gonna at everybody, well, yeah. I told, <laughs> we're gonna at you, if we've got, we've got some leftover New Year's beef that we need to have resolved before, the end of the new year <laughs> what the heck greg <laughs> yeah what but the heck greg and we also talked to randy and rob for infrared which greg was in so i'm like mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like two degrees of separation now okay greg Cicero, right. he needs to come on right. the show yeah let's, well okay let's... and the podcast i have to say this: the podcast uh, that ben and rob are on is uh called every movie ever podcast and yesterday when I saw this, of course, you know, how to tag Randy and Robin and be like, what is going on right now? Um, Do you not like me more? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Randy, you're straining our friendship. Um, no, but uh, I told Ben and Rob, I was like, I'll give you two chickens and a hamster. Like if <gasps> you put a bug into Greg's ear, uh, because, you know, Randy obviously has failed me. So um the they audacity. were very disappointed Rob was very disappointed from you know uh every movie ever podcast because um he looked up the idiom plant a bug in the ear and he was very disappointed that it wasn't actually like putting a praying mantis in Greg's ear but <clears throat> I would like to say that I went to the post office not too long ago I had video of this you can't ship chickens know about hamsters but I feel like if you can ship chickens, 
Because they were cooking. No. Throwing in the post office in a box. Yes. We discussed this on an episode of the show about mailing ourselves places. If you're going to ship hamsters, <laughs> just order from Amazon, have it delivered to his house. And then you'll have, you have his address. Oh, double whammy. I like that. See, that. You'll never outsmart us. <laughs> that's one of the people like we've talked to again. We've talked to Noah a couple of times mm-hmm. and we have just really gotten to talk with some some cool people we've talked to uh tori jones we've talked to um alex huang you know uh, these incredible minds that are making these films do you ever listen to yourself and you hate how you sound that's me right now but anyways these creative minds uh asher levin who by the way has my uh brother husband and a couple of his films thomas jane brendan thomas Y'all are going to have to get along because we're all three living together. That's all I'm saying. Uh-huh. Well, and the thing is, like, Randy has failed me. And and now he has failed you. Asher has failed you. Because you know, yeah. I feel like, you know, he could plant a bug in an ear. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't um, have to be a praying mantis. It could be a roly-poly. He's a real punisher to come on, though. We do. But we talked to uh, we talked to Josh Stifter and Daniel Degnan of Greywood's Plot, and also the Good Little Exorcist. Uh, Josh and Daniel both have an incredible uh, background with Trauma Studios. You know, Uncle Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman, uh, with oh my God, what's his name? R- uh, Robert Rodriguez. You know, uh, the Spy Kids guy, and, and you know, just this incredible twisted Greywood's Plot is visually cool. The concept is cool. The plot is cool. The twists are freaking cool. Greywood's plot is one of um, one of my favorite films from the past year. Um, we talked to Asher. We talked to Adam and Jameson of How Dark They Pray. These guys, they made an anthology, a horror anthology, that each bit is so different, but cohesive. The mm-hmm. end wraps it up. And it's so well done. And we're talking about films that had budgets uh, less than $100,000. Mm-hmm. Less than the cost yeah. of a house. Most of them are like less than 30000 Yeah. You know, and incredible. a lot more. They're so Like good. you've got, you've got like DM Cunningham. You remember mm-hmm. talking to him about his, he was, he had his family in the movie. Like his daughter mm-hmm. and his wife were playing some of the characters and his wife, I think, and him you know, like did all of the, the prosthetic work and all of, all of yeah. the, you know, all of it, which, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and say DM is amazing. He's, he's an incredible, mm-hmm. he's, he's brilliant. He's, and, and, and the coolest thing is like, you know, was talking to him about his mentor Wes Craven. Absolutely. I think that was the coolest thing, like hearing that story about how he like ended up having pancakes with him and sitting there like I am having pancakes with my childhood hero like what but you know it's 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 a it's a passionate effort you know you've got Rob Livings who I know his um wife Sierra uh does some does a lot of the costuming and stuff Mm -hmm. and then in the Christmas tapes his twin brother Harry Mm -hmm. 
the music, like the silent, I think it was Silent Night that played at the end of the Christmas tapes. And it was like a punk rock version of, and it was incredible. And I was like, what? So you have all of these people who get their families, their friends involved in creating these pieces. Um, and I think having those connections um, brings and makes the piece so much better because mm -hmm. they're all a family outside of the movie as well so right absolutely and the other thing i learned about um in the past you know five six months that we've been doing this not everybody lives in la or new york these guys I are know. in this they're in uh you know well, New York, but outside New York, you know, they're in Philadelphia, they're in uh, Michigan, like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say, let me not shout out his location, but somebody we've talked about so far lives in Michigan. And, you know, Michigan is pretty chilly. So mm -hmm. we have an affiliate. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have Cucumber. one of them that I interviewed. We found that? out at the end of the interview that we could have just met up for drinks and done because they're literally in my same area yeah do you know how so. many people have said that they're like in Miami filming and I'm like are you then <laughs> yeah. well, let me let me come and be a uh, extra please <laughs> exactly. I know exactly. how to walk yeah do I though do I <laughs> <laughs> we didn't call for tripping but, you know, it, but we didn't just talk to filmmakers. We talked to uh, Omar Morris. He's a comic mm -hmm. book creator. And I got to talk to him like the day after Comic-Con, which was freaking cool. I just want to put that out there. Um, we've talked to musicians. We talked to Sage Castleberry. Uh, we talked to Noah Richardson, who is phenomenal. Sage is amazing. Let me not, you know, let me not deny that. But Noah his music, it strums my nerves, if that makes sense. That music is freaking incredible. And you know why? It's hateful. <laughs> it's full it's of hate and fight. No, it's angry. It's breakup yeah. music. It's incredible. And Sage Castleberry, his, his songs are so melodic. They're so rhythmic and sweet. They are sitting in the hammock sipping a drink listening to that with your earbuds because that is absolute gorgeous relaxation music noah let me tell you noah is you're driving down the highway mad i love it and noah also grew up in a funeral home which is like i don't want to say because i don't want to do it but i think it's so freaking cool i think funeral homes in general are cool six feet under uh you know we we bought a funeral home shows like that it's incredible and you got to speak is it ant or a n t how do they say it it's a n t but i call him ant but um, um yeah i got to speak with him um he's an up-and-coming artist um and all of these all of these people that we've mm -hmm. interviewed that are up-and-coming musicians we have made them solemnly swear that they will not forget about us when they get big because they are going to absolutely people have what it takes uh to to do this and um so ant is currently in studio working on music he's got some stuff up on spotify 
Um, but yeah, it's just, he's, I think, in Philadelphia. And so he's been kind of trying to get out there and do some gigs now. And uh, yeah, but they're, they're all so incredibly talented and they're, they're young kids and I'm sitting here, man, I'm old and what have I done with my life? They're babies. Like he's just a doll. You just want to put him in your pocket, Noah, you know, and take him with you everywhere. Best hair. He has got the best hair. (laughs) A suit. Madman, anybody? Yeah, all of our all of our our, our kids, <laughs> our musical kids, are they're incredible. But we've yeah. also, you know, we've talked to so many amazing filmmakers. Uh, one of my favorite, and he actually helped me get past a trauma of mine a little bit, a little bit. Uh, Danny Villanueva Jr. His film "I Dream of a Psychopomp." He made this film to deal with the the loss of his mother, and her favorite color was purple. Kira, you know. You already know, I hate purple, but the way it was used in this film, it was so moving and so pretty. I was like, oh, I don't loathe you anymore. I'd rather not wear <laughs> reminder, but it really did. And I thought that was kind of ironic because he made the film to deal with the loss of his mom. Mm-hmm. And in doing so kind of helped me a little bit with a, a little bit of a trauma, a little bit of a trigger, yeah. I should say. And I thought that was... I'm like, way to go, Danny, because, you know, you're helping to heal yourself. And in just some small, stupid way, you're helping me. The watching it. And it's such a cool film. It's I Dream of a Psychopomp, which I had to look up. A psychopomp is the dude or dudette or non-binary. It might not identify. That comes along and helps you along your soul on its way to its final destination. Right. You know? which I thought, I thought was really cool. And then um, we talked to uh, Timothy Stevens of Ghost Lights, which was a weird little film. It, it's hard to explain, um, but there's a character in the film. Oh, how can I explain it? Uh, okay, do you remember in Who Framed Roger Rabbit and the way Christopher Lloyd's um, hum, human self, yeah. it's strange, it seemed off and weird. There's a character mm-hmm. in lights that's like that, like, you know, where the, the light reflects off their glasses, you know, it's just, it's so weird. So that one was really cool too. How about you? Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say infrared was really good. You know, I have not been a really big found footage fan, but I am <laughs> a very good, I'm a really big fan fan of randy and rob found footage because they do it right there is complexity to the storylines it's not all just shaking cameras and yeah and it has a full robust story mm-hmm. and it flows beautifully um come to find out uh with infrared uh i didn't know and also with the christmas tapes it's all ad lib they have you know like a skeletal thing of like things that they would like to have seen or said or done in these things but for the most part every interaction that you see people having everything that they say is not written that's just them mm-hmm. um and infrared was really great for that um at first it was kind of off-putting in a very good way where the main character is like larger than life and just over the top and i'm sitting here like please you know 
Lord have mercy that this is not the whole film. And then it quickly, you quickly realize that there is more to it, that there is this story. Um, and, and it's it's the shots that Rob put, because Rob is the cinema photographer and mm-hmm. um, he did some like long range shots that were kind of like office style, you know, like when they're looking through the window down on interactions and stuff. I love, it gives it a whole new depth and a new layer. Um, so I, I, I'm going to say uh, Battle for Saipan. Is no. Battle for Saipan. No. I would not have guessed. Wait, I, <laughs> I wanted to back you up to Infrared too. The other thing that was really cool about that film, and you're same about the found footage. And when I told Rob that, the look on his face was like, <gasps> and I said, no, no, no. <laughs> before but uh what was also cool and talk about the bare bones was um the sound guy that you see on film is the actual sound guy he's doing the sound when you see him running that's so cool yeah and he's also responsible for like it's really funny because i was talking i like the the thing that gets me and, and and randy loves when i come on because he knows i've like noticed something and i'm i know the movie better than he does um but the, one of the things was like I noticed in infrared when they were sitting there talking about going to Lincoln High School for you know the haunting thing um there is a Lincoln book like mm-hmm. wedged up there and I brought that up to radio it's like that was brilliant did you guys plan that and he was like there's a Lincoln book there and I was oh. like yeah and he's like you know more than I do and come to find out Austin will sometimes be like just sneak things in the shots that he thinks will be like yeah this is going to be really cool so he'll put that he was the one that put the book there and I was like that's brilliant way to go Austin you know so yeah yeah love me some Austin I need to have him on well so um something you said about the bare bones script and the ad limiting uh that's something that Bill Reck of Sleepwalk Kill said that was great. Uh, and the director and writer, Justin, uh, in his interview, unfortunately, he was driving through like the Catskills or something. And he kept like, so I, and we said, bye, Justin. And Bill and I talked for the rest of the interview. But I think that's really cool. And it's really a sign of, of trust in your performers, you know, and in your actors. If you're like, take it away. But if you could manage to fit this, this, and this in your, you know, your monologue or your conversation, that would be great. Oh, well, and also going back to that, like when I was talking to Dave Sheridan in um, Mm -hmm. A Christmas Spirit, he did some things in that movie, like the the pentamisgram, Mm -hmm. where when I was talking to him, I, Randy brought it up. And then I was like, oh, so then I asked Dave about it. And he was like, oh, yeah. No, he's like, I sat there for 15, 20 minutes, like rearranging the lights and everything. He's like, I just needed it. To, it needed to be more, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, that's really awesome. But then, you know, uh, there was an instance where an ornament had gotten broken and, you know, it was a special one to, you know, one of the characters. And so Dave Sheridan's character, they didn't even know he did this. Like Randy, wow. Rob nobody knew that he did this he at some point in time picked up the ornament from the ground he didn't know what it was supposed to be looking what it was supposed to look like he had mm-hmm. no clue but he was sitting there looking at it and he was like you know it'd be really cool and really fun if I could somehow figure out how to glue this back together so he spent 
um, they went for lunch and then uh, after they got back from lunch and everything and they were, you know, prepping to get back up shooting again, he sat there and he went to, um, went through the house that they had rented to try to find tape or glue and there was none there. And then he went to the makeup stylist and tried to use, you know, like makeup glue and pack and stuff mm -hmm. and it didn't work. And so by the time he was done with it, it, it held up, but it was like this amalgamation of just utter mess mm -hmm. and so they didn't know he had done this and he had wrapped it up like a present and had stuck it in his pocket so whenever they were like they were trying to find him and they found him and he got up to do his scene and then he was like oh yeah and her face like everything is like legitimate you know like there's so many things in that scene where it's just her legitimate reaction to it and I'm just sitting like that's amazing and I think that's what makes ad-libbing movies fun is because it's like it's real like in Frost when Devonie she was actually pregnant when she did that movie um and there's like this scene with worms and those are her real reactions like they just hand her the bag and she's like Whoop. you know like doing that and, and it, like it was gross and she made these real you know reactions to these things and um it, it just made it that much better so mm -hmm. uh I like that but um yeah battle for yeah. the pan I had to tell myself that it sounds like Stephanie because I I want to yeah. say I want to give That's it like what a, I've been saying Brandon I'm like I did that to Brandon on our first interview I was like I kept and I didn't realize that they were married like, Stephanie <laughs> I kept mispronouncing yeah. his wife's name and I'm like this guy hates me he's never gonna <laughs> want me back I was like want to be back on her show I'm so sorry oh my god he was so excited to work with you for Battle for Saipan yeah like his, the reps are emailing me and I'm like oh they're already talking <laughs> they're already dming each other it's fine it's taken yeah. care of oh <laughs> they're like hey but you know and they were absolutely fine about it I don't think we've mm -hmm. ever going okay we're going a thousand years ago but going back to where you were like feeling bad about dming people the worst they can say is no well the absolute right. worst they can say is go to hell who are you blocked well yeah but most people yeah. will ignore it or positively reply to you. We want to take a quick minute to give a shout out to affiliates, JustStrong.com. JustStrong is a fitness and comfort clothing site. And we're getting into the new year, new me bullcrap, right? People, their leggings are so comfortable. Take it from a chunky girl with bad hips. You can work out in them, absolutely. You can also lounge on the couch and stream, you know, every single episode of, oh, I don't know, Doom Patrol, Main Cabin Masters, all these things that, you know, I have been flat on my back watching, uh, but JustStrong.com, promo code PUPSTRONG10, you get 10% off your order. And trust me, you will enjoy it. I will say, you know what? I'm going to put a caveat on that. I was going to say, I think they run a little small, but I might just run a little big. So make sure to use, <laughs> make sure to use the, uh, the measurement chart and make sure, you know, you're getting the size that you want, unless you're like me and you convince yourself that, oh, I'm going to work out and I'm going to fit into these. <laughs> Anyways, JustStrong.com. Thank you for being an affiliate to Automagination. Kira, welcome back. We both had a PP break. We are ready to get back into it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> so when I was uh, 
the the fun it was a really fun experience with the whole battle for Saipan thing. Um, Brandon is is a best friend of mine now, whether mm -hmm. he likes it or not. I'm keeping him forever and ever and ever. He's um, on the he, <laughs> huh? He's on the Christmas card list. If I sent Christmas cards, yeah. yeah. Like if I could send any mail whatsoever with my ADHD squirrel brain <laughs> who can put uh, a letter together, an envelope, a postage stamp, and address it, and then it just sits there on my duct for five months. If I could, I would. He would totally be on my Christmas list. Um, but he's he's just a gem of a person. He's so fun. Uh, when I was talking to him on Frost, we we bonded over 80s action stars and movies. And I was saying, I was like, I really miss having those kinds of movies around, you know, like you had great one-liners, you had like intense action scenes where it was just, ah, uh, so he was telling, and after that, and that's when he was like, oh, I have Battle for Saipan coming out and it's got some really great action shots. And I was like, Oh, yeah, right up my action girl alley gimme 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 um and he did he like came through like a champ he sent me uh, a fight reel that he did from that movie and put together and I was like whoa I need to see this movie I have to see this movie um so then I you know we got talking and uh, of course like I said I went on a wild rampage messaging everybody it's like hey you're in this movie you want to talk to me about this movie <laughs> Mm -hmm. Brandon I need to I need to see it first can you send me all of this and he did he sent me all the things so I could sit down and watch it and I was just sitting there like I felt like a kid in a candy store like mm -hmm. I was transported back to being a younger version of me being awed by the incredible uh, shots and and things like that as a as a young kid watching like Arnold Schwarzenegger and mm -hmm. all of like Sylvester Stallone and Bruce Willis it was just amazing so then of course you know I made it a mission in life I have to talk to everybody in this movie mm -hmm. I have to do it um, and so he he was fantastic uh, in helping to facilitate getting that going for me you know mm -hmm. I got to talk to uh Owen O'Brien, um, who he's fantastic. Uh, I, I, I kind of fangirled a little bit because of his last name being O'Brien and my maiden name being Brian. I was mm -hmm. like, I have a bastardized version of your name, you know? Um, but we got to talk to, um, I got to talk to him. I got to talk to Casper Van Dien and Jennifer Wenger who were in it. Um, and it was, the most surreal experience um and then I found out that they were having a premiere here where I was mm. at and I was like what I have to go hello see yeah hello you know like um and that ended up being an adventure in its own right and I got to make my own horror movie which <laughs> is fantastic by the way it's like the best zombie thriller in a movie theater you will ever see um oh. So it was that was a really fun bonding moment between Brandon and I because um and uh you know there's some back behind the scenes stuff that <laughs> it was a mess but it was fun um and I'm excited so excited uh I know Owen O'Brien's got a movie coming out um a kiss of a con, con queen uh that talks about 
uh, a, a particular incident and event that I, I believe he went through and several other actors and actresses and people in the industry, such as cinematographers, stunt doubles, um, were all affected by this uh, one individual uh, and, and the disgusting uh, scam that they ran. And they're currently on trial right now as well. So um, Owen's going to come back and talk about that after they wrap that up. So that'll be exciting. It's something to look forward to within the next, in this year. Um, I know Randy and Rob are doing a movie um, together that is not found footage. They're actually breaking from that. And um, I know Falk uh, Henschel is actually starting to prep for a full length featured film. Um, and then Brandon has a billion movies out, like coming out this year, like various things that are going on. He wrote um, one that uh, Louis Mandalore is actually directing yeah. in Thailand right now. Um, and Louis Mandalore uh, is also in Battle for Saipan. And I haven't been able to get him for an interview because he's so busy in Thailand with the directing this and all of that. Um, but it's incredible. Um, so I'm really excited about all of that. Uh, another movie coming out that uh, Brandon directed has Owen uh, O'Brien in it. Uh, so it's just a great cast. And uh, apparently the indie filming community is very robust in Thailand. And I did not know that. As someone who has done an interview with someone in Thailand, I had to be like awake at 2 a.m. Absolutely. It is difficult to set those up. Um, thank God for insomnia, I guess. But you're right. And I don't know that there's anything better in what we do it, when we get that person where they talk about something new and you're like, please come back. And they do, they freaking do, they come back and we're like, yes, because we wanted to talk about this and you said you couldn't. It's, it's a lot of fun, it's a lot of fun. And I've talked to a couple people that their films, they're a little uh, more aged, shall we say, but they were re, um, having this revival um, with just like, uh, this resurgence or even uh, the lost Linnea Quigley film, you know, where people found this footage from 20 years ago, th this film from 20 years ago, and they're like, hey, what's this? And they clean it up, they re-release it, and it's just, it's incredible. Uh, Jonathan Mum and his film, uh, I think it was Rise of the Chupacabras, Revenge of the Chupacabras, no, Blood of the Chupacabras and Rise of the Chupacabras, uh, from 2003 and 2005, uh, Jonathan Mum is an incredible guest, first of all. He's so humble. He's so cool and chill. And just to talk about, I was like, why Chupacabras? And he's like, why not? You know, so these films that have been kind of lost in the, you know, in the ether, in the, in the, the film vaults, you know, in um, a college professor's you know, a filing cabinet, they're coming back and, and we can see them. And are they hokey? Absolutely. Like uh, Todd Sheets and Moonchild, hokey, 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 enjoyable, enjoyable, enjoyable. Because as a kid, that's what we were seeing, you know, on the one channel before cable that wasn't like, you know, NBC, CB, you know, CBS, ABC. CBS. On that, yeah. And that weird, like, UH one 
Yeah, exactly. So these films are really super cool. And they're strange and they're weird. And they remind you of, of a simpler time, which is uh, a lot of fun because, you know, present, present day events aren't always fun. But we've also, you know, we've, we've covered some, some serious uh, topics as well. You know, we talked with um, Arthur Harari, uh, his true story film, Onoda, about this uh, Japanese officer who was lost in, I believe it was the Philippines, I think, was lost in the jungle for like 30 years uh, after World War II, during and after World War II. And we've talked um, about recovery. We've talked about um, the voting situation in 2020. Uh, we've talked to Asher Levin again about his film Dig, which uh, dealt with um, the loss of a parent and a, um, a handicapped child because of, you know, that happened at the same time as the loss of the parent and the remaining parent dealing with this new, uh, you know, difficulty and how to, to get back to what seems to be normal from before. It's really cool. Um, you got to talk to, I'm going to mess up his name. No, it's okay. Uh, I got to talk to Eric Hover and yeah. uh, Jay Giannone. Yes. Giannone. Yeah, no. <laughs> he was, I got I got like props for saying his name right Giannone <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah I got to talk to you with them about um Eric's movie that he wrote on his dad uh with his rapid onset uh Alzheimer's mm -hmm. um I, I believe he got his father got Alzheimer's when he was like 55 which is incredibly young um mm -hmm. so I got to talk to them about that which um the movie it always snows i think yeah um it's it's a really good movie um my grandfather has actually uh got a diagnosis for rapid onset uh alzheimer's as well so when i watched that it really kind of hit home um so i did that uh i got to talk to uh chase hart who uh is a tiktoker mm -hmm. and an artist Yes. Um, and we got to talk about how uh, ADHD uh, and the horrors that uh, went along with that as children uh, being undiagnosed and mm -hmm. having to go to, like, I mean, you go into these dark spots. Um, we've talked about homelessness. Um, we've talked about military uh, spouse service member family needs um with Security. actually uh yeah. Most. yeah um so we've really hit on some really heavy topics while also um talking with these people about like I mean Ashley we we did the military and hit on those heavy topics but then you know we also talked about what she would do if she saw naked bike riders and <laughs> how to land an old guy <laughs> yeah. you know a sugared old daddy you know <laughs> <laughs> to Nate Bellotta and uh, Evan Canoe, uh, their documentary All In, uh, Miracle at St. Bernard's, was about uh, a Catholic school outside of Boston uh, that was in danger of closing its doors after like, I don't know, 100 years and what they did to come back. And that's a, that's a film that you can watch whether you're Catholic or not. It's it's a story of community. It's a story of, you know, trying to do the best thing you can for your kids. You know, it, it's trying to preserve something, a, a part of history, you know, whether you're like I said, whether you're Catholic or not, it's something that you can um, relate to. 
Um, we've talked to, um, oh my God, I forgot his name. Oh, Joachim Horsley. He did the Caribbean Nocturnes Veterans Day benefit concert. We got to talk to him mm -hmm. like, oh God, like a week before we were so freaking excited. Uh, the veterans were admitted free. You know, it was for the veterans. It was incredible. And we've just, we've had a lot of fun. We've had so yeah. much. And we've talked to so many cool people and we've got interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks that you're going to want to hear. Yeah. You're going to, you know, you're going to want to hear from three pines people. You're going to want to hear from the, um, uh, clean slate guys. And I am blanking on the other one. Uh, we have a whole, uh, we got Sam Benjamin coming. Um, we've got Samantha Chastan from, uh, the yoga documentary. We've got a lot coming up. Yeah. We've got uh, it's been a year of losses, honestly, you know, losses of friendships, losses of connections with family and loved ones, um, relationships with jobs. It's, there's been some losses. There's been some struggles and some bumps. There's been meltdowns. We have autistic kids, you know, we've, we've had strange interviews we've had interrupted interviews with dogs barking we've had you know uh you know a kid having a seizure we've had <laughs> we've had a lot of fun i yeah, would not it's well-rounded but it's yeah we're like an, a sideways egg <laughs> <laughs> a little but That's at true. The, yeah at the risk of sounding sappy i wouldn't want to do it with anybody but you and maybe oh. Don't make me cry. Oh, Don't stop. make me cry like Jennifer Winger did. Oh God. Here, I'll make it better. I hate your shirt. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. That works. Hey, I least did it more purple. I'll bet you better never. Oh, and I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to say our goal for this year, um, personal goal, I think Kara backs me up on it. And this is not for clicks. It's not for likes. This is an absolute honest thing that I'm about to say. We want to get more um, queer reference representation. We want uh, more people of color. We want more drag queens. And I'll tell you why. Because drag queens are under attack at the moment. And I think that there's a lot of misinformation that <clears throat> certain people are putting out there. And I don't yeah. think it's fair. And I think it's um, some propaganda that we really need to, to stamp down on. Coming from Florida and coming from Texas, we fucking know. <laughs> yeah. we know. There's some there's some inequality. There's some um, hateful, bigoted stuff going on. And we aren't going to take it in 2023. No, nope. ma'am. No, sir. No non-identifying. We're not going to do it. No, they. I, I, no, they. No, they. But we want to get more people. We want to get um, more people that have incredible things to say, powerful things to say. I don't want to necessarily Howard Stern it this year, but I really want to, I want to shake it up. We love entertainment. We love films. We love books. We love music. We love, you know, stupid TV shows. We really do. But we also, we love fighting for things. We've been doing it our whole lives, you know, yep. and we've been doing it our entire children's lives, which is probably more, uh, more of a catalyst. We're going to fight for equality. We're going to fight for representation. We're going to fight for fairness and love. That's my, plus I want to lose 20 pounds. So lose 20 pounds. We talked to Chris Holt. We absolutely did talk to Chris Holt, the tattooed. Yes. 
he was hilarious. He's a triplet. He's a triplet. He was one of three. And they were adopted, adopted triplets. And he was sick as a dog. He was 120 pounds in his, uh, when he was going to college, he was in and out of the hospital and look at him now. It's my God, but it's healthy eating. It's healthy living. And he will say sugar is a devil. And you know what? It really is. But Chris Holt is an amazing, um, amazing interview. I highly recommend you listening to it because it's not preachy. It's not, you have to do this. He's simply giving you the information and you do with it what you will. I do have goals. I have goals for imagination. Uh, I have personal goals. I want to go to the Trixie Motel next year. I want to go to Texas. I mean, I might have to drive by a certain governor, you know, governor's house and throw eggs, but I get <laughs> I'm kidding. FBI, CIA, uh, Homeland Security, whoever. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I do want to go to Texas. I do want to see you. I want. They're always following. They're already following me too, though, because I have my search history for writing books and murder, like uh, Hunter Thank Johnson you. and Hamilton <laughs> alligators. Uh, Hunter Johnson and Eva. Yes. Oh, excuse me. I will be so mad if I forgot to mention sawed off because I mentioned a reference to it earlier. Sawed off is the most Groundhog Day murder. Uh, chop gore fest ever and it is so good and i laughed out loud and their interview we talked about you know the best ways to murder people so you might want to give it a listen if you need it but don't say you you plan on killing somebody (laughs) no i'm not going to be an accomplice i am too pretty for jail actually i'm too (laughs) weak (laughs) i want to get just i want to get more I want to be more this year because I'm getting old I want to try to find like a little plot of land somewhere even if I can't build one yet I just want to accomplish some things this year what about you yeah oh boy um the uh it was the craziest experience but um this last October I went to DFW con um here and it was too expensive for me to attend any of like the seminars that they were doing mm-hmm. but I could have an author table there so I was like you know I'll just sit here and you know maybe I'll see what it's about you know and kind of it was my first year doing this because I've only been writing for two years I've been writing my whole life but I've only actually been writing writing for two mm-hmm. years um and so you know I published uh from a heart-shaped box last not this last November, but the November before last. Um, and then I started saying, okay, well, I gotta, you know, with my husband's help because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm chicken. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chicken, no risk taking kind of person. And he's like, you have to take risks. You have to bet on yourself because if you don't bet on yourself, then why would you expect anybody else to? Right. Yep. So I was like, well, that's, I don't like you for saying that, but I love you and thank you. You know, that was the kick mm-hmm. in the pants I needed. Uh, so I started doing that, doing events and stuff. And so when I went to the DFW con, uh, I was working on my paranormal murder mystery, Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. uh, series. And I was talking to several writers there and they were like, what are you working on? And I was like, oh, so I told them and they're like, you have to pitch this. And I'm sitting here like, this is not even ready to be pitched. Like, I don't even have like first draft done. 
can't pitch this. I don't have a pitch. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I told myself, I was like, self, you know, it was two days, Saturday and Sunday. And I was like, well, this one person, I'll go Sunday and buy a pitch if this one person has any openings left. Mm -hmm. And there was one. And I was like, well, okay, guess that's my answer. So, you know, I, I grabbed all my crap, walked up there when it was my time to pitch. And I, you know, in true chaos me fashion, yeah. bumbled through uh, a, a pitch of some sort. And, um, you know, the, the, she loved it. The, uh, and it wasn't, the, the pitches are usually for agents. This is a publisher who wow. runs her own company. Uh, and she loved it. And she was like, you know, when you finish this, I really want to see this, submit it here. And she gave me her business card and all of this other stuff. And, you know, of course, me being super excited, you know, you only have 15 minutes to pitch. Me being super excited, I had like my tag on and I like got up real quick and I choked mm -hmm. myself on the table, you know, because the tag got stuck underneath the table. And I'm like, <laughs> what? you know, like uh, it was, it was a hot mess. Um, <laughs> But it was, I walked out of there and I was like, what just happened? What, what is this? What just happened just now? Like it's been a whirlwind with odd imagination and now this. So uh, this next year, I would love to finish up my book, get it ready and send it in to this publisher. And um, I'm going to pray to all of the deities everywhere uh and you know maybe maybe sacrifice a cow or something you know whatever a sheep chicken. whatever a chicken a chicken yeah. I'm sorry Ben and Rob I have to only send you one chicken use the other <laughs> one for the good luck sacrifice uh, <laughs> but <laughs> hopefully she'll pick that up um but for odd imagination I would really like to see a lot of the same things um one of the things that I would really 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 love to see happen is people seeing what we're doing, believing in what we're doing mm -hmm. and choosing to support us doing it. I would really, really like to see Aunt Imagination be able to get some sort of funding mm -hmm. uh, to help because right now we're doing as much as we can do because that's all we can afford to do. And that's right. all, we're kind of pigeonholed in a lot of ways. And I can't even imagine what kind of uh, reach we would have if we had financial support and backing from listeners, uh, one-time donations, which you can donate on our website. You can donate on our website. It goes straight to us, straight to back into this mm -hmm. uh, and us being able to, to do this stuff uh, for everybody. So um, I think by the end of next year, I would like to see Aunt Imagination having made some sort of a profit. I'd like to see your a, a big girl at the party table. I really would. Yeah, you know, It'd be really exciting. Uh, I also want to get like Red Circle does downloads. I would yeah. like to get. I would like to get at least one thousand. Yes, like that's a goal. <laughs> like I would like to get at least one thousand listeners mm -hmm. uh, before the end of next year. That would be incredible. I think that's a small goal. I think it's an, a doable goal. And I think if we overshoot that goal, I might do a dance party in my bathing suit on top of the coffee table. But oh my 
I will download it times to see it. <laughs> no, but you're right. And you're right. And I think my final thought on that is Apple, if you're listening, I would like a new laptop. That would be amazing. That's all I want. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, and you're right. It would be incredible to to have some sort of funding or, or you know specific sponsors. You see them all the time on YouTube. But we do have some amazing affiliates. And like I said before, we love the products we have, the products we use, the products, uh, nerdynuts.com, multitasky.com. Multitasky is one of my favorite companies that I cannot get enough of because they have, you know, my favorite little baby pink color. They have office accoutrement. They have organizational sets. They have the big calendars that you put on your desk. They have uh, these little tiny luggage looking USB charger. Yeah, oh my God. Multitasky.com is amazing for all of your like home office or office office needs. Um, just strong for those stretchy leggings, you know, for your Christmas butt and flash perfumery.com flash, ah, flash perfumery. But with flash perfumery, mm-hmm. you can stack Mm-hmm. our code with any other special offers that they have yes uh, and it's 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 the only one that does it out of all of our affiliates and mm-hmm. they are amazing uh they're all natural they're vegan they are cruelty free if you're a fan of brands like uh, indie brands like hexanoc or super bay very similar they're a canadian con- uh canadian company i can't talk anymore and she's right they smell amazing and you can even get this little starter pack where a bunch of little samples in it which is uh really awesome um but yeah you can stack the coats a brand new affiliate that i got a hoodie from right before the cold snap the two-day cold snap that florida got it came just in time for that and it is i actually had to take it off because it was so warm it could be menopause but i don't know no but Cocoberry, uh, C-O-C-O-B-U-R-R-Y, Cocoberry, you get a whopping 30% off if you use our code. So uh, when we upload this, when we share it on social media, we're going to have all of our affiliates and the promo codes. Just because, you know, we want you to enjoy what we are enjoying. We have enjoyed doing this so much. Would we like be devastated if we couldn't do it anymore? Absolutely. Yeah. But the is labor of love and I hope we do it until I die which is very soon so you know don't worry about it <laughs> no 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 it's not because then nobody's gonna want to talk to me because I won't be inter- like I won't be doing the the like work oh no chaotically DMing people I can't do it I will give Jeff your email address you'll be fine <laughs> I love Jeff well, everybody, happy new year. Kira, I love you. Happy new year. I love you. Happy new year to you too. And 2023 is going to kick ass. Oh God, I hope so. Because 2022 sucked. <laughs> Could only go up. That's right. Because I'm at the bottom. So it's all a straight shot up. And just a reminder, you can get Kira's book on Amazon. It is from a heart-shaped box. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think like go and buy it have a blast automagination.org a-u-t-i-m-a-g-i-n-a-t-i-o-n.org it's audi as an autism imagination.org 